It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Talk about a pressure penalty from a man who hasn't always had the cleanest record, but he converts this one with cheek, with style, with coolness. Arsenal snatch it at the death. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Same Old Arsenal podcast. Um, some good results to talk about at long last. Uh, beating, obviously, Manchester United at the weekend and winning yesterday uh, down at Southampton, where, historically, we don't normally get good results. So, nice to get a good result against Southampton and also, it's always nice to beat old Maureen. Um any day of the week. Joining me this evening, obviously my right-hand man, Mr. Lee Judges. How are you, sir? I'm all good, thank you very much, Craig. Always better when the Arsenal win a couple of games, and especially against Maureen. Yeah. It makes it even better. Like, I like that, I like that, yeah. So it's all do, good. Like. Do you know that my highlight of that game was when the whole of the Emirates started singing, Fuck off, Mourinho, <laughs> fuck off. It's the highlight of the game for me. I like that. I like that. And joining you me, like a standing guest. Um, what a man for joining me. Uh, to send him a text message, Kenny, you want to do a podcast tonight? I knew what the answer was going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kenny Ken, how are you, sir? I'm very, I'm very good, Craig. I'm, you know, I'm glad to um, like be of some help. I love, I'm, I have fallen in love with your show very much. You've had some outstanding guests, um, me not included, but you know, like I said, it's nice to hear. I'm going to embarrass him by name. It was nice to hear memes. Obviously, Leah, you're very good. Nice to meet you, mate, Tony. There's the lovely Amanda. We've had Giles. We've had Woz. Um, we've had um, Wayne. We've had Lee Gunner. We've had, of course, Claude. All people that I've got a lot of time for, a lot of, a lot of people that I respect greatly. And also, we've got Mike from the USA, who's a very nice guy who I had the privilege of meeting um, before the West End game. So... For me, it's a win-win, you know, even just being part of the programme and, you know, listening in on it, it's, sub, it's a, pro, a programme that I wouldn't miss for the world. I absolutely love it, Craig, and you've done a fantastic job. Well, thank you very much, Kenny. I appreciate that. And let me just say that you are one of the, you are one of the many great guests um, that, we've, that we've had on the show, mate, that we've had on the show. 
Um, when he gets his computer to work. Yeah, that's it. Or he signed into the right Skype profile. Let's start talking about um, Sunday. We got, we got one over Maureen um, at long last in the league. Wenger gets his first league win over Jose Mourinho. Um, let's be honest, the game was pony. Wasn't it, Lee? You know, it it was it was a slow, drawn out affair. It wasn't a normal, a normal you know Arsenal Manchester United fixture. Tackles going in, played at high pace. Obviously, the first time I think, am I right in saying it's the first time in Premier League history we've met outside the top four um, in a fixture? It, it weren't great, Lee, was it? But of course, you know, beating Manchester United is all is always nice. What? What do you say to the people over here now where I live in Ireland? It's predominantly Manchester United fans. Um, and they're telling me, oh, oh, well done on beating our B team. You know, that old cod shit. Um, hardly a B team, Lee. Um, I just think they're very poor at the moment, Manchester United. I've just been watching um, Manchester United and Celta Vigo. The Europa League is what it is. Don't get me wrong. If Arsenal were in it, I'd want to win it. But it is what it is. It's utter shit. Um, and, <laughs> Sahara is crazy. You know, well, it is. It's, it's, it's crap. The standard of football <laughs> is rubbish. Um, Lee, beating Man United, always nice. Always nice. And listen, when they go on about B team and all that, if that's their B team, well, if they're spending £600 million on it, um, <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. more for them than like, you know, that's how I look at that. You know, they've still got some some top players out there on, on paper or on the financial side of it. So, uh, listen, I, I I don't like Manchester United. I don't like um, the, the team. Um, I don't like the club, basically because um, of the of the man that they've got in charge now, and that is uh, Mourinho. I can't stand him. So, any any chance of beating them is always a good thing, and. I thought in the second, I must have, I'm going to be honest with you, the first half was absolutely rubbish, you know, I've got to say that. But the second half, I thought we played really well and um, we took it to them. Uh, I thought, which is, a, we're going to go on probably to a little bit later, but uh, Oxlade Chamberlain in that second half was just, uh, you know, poetry in motion as far as I was concerned. But um, great cross for Danny Welbeck to get. And I, I'm going to say that. The most enjoyable thing about it was that Danny Welbeck celebrated it like he was a true Arsenal player, yeah, and that's yeah. what I enjoyed. It was nice to see. It was lovely to see. So, welcome to the football club, Danny Welbeck. That's what I said <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Ken, what are you saying about Sunday, mate? Um, you know, always nice to beat Joe Samarino. Um And I'm actually, I'm actually happy for Arsene Wenger um, to get to, to, to get his. The monkey off the back, if you like. I know he, he got a result against Chelsea in a charity shield, but to beat him in the league is a nice monkey off his back. 100%. I think, um, obviously, I think I'm think i probably one of the few Arsenal fans that doesn't have a, pro- a problem with Jose Mourinho because um, I respect the fact that he's won a lot of trophies. I respect the fact that he managed to get, he gets players to play um, under his philosophy and he gets players on side. So I don't really have a much of a problem with that, Judge Mourinho. I'd love to beat him because I hold him in high esteem. I think that if you beat the Mourinho side or finish above the Mourinho side, invariably you go on to win um, the league. Unfortunately, um, May United are in transition and so are we. 
But in, ter- in terms of like the um, the game itself, it was a very good time to play Man United because um, it's clear to everyone in football that they put their eggs into the basket of um, not just um, getting to the European League final, but actually um, winning it so they can get clear passage into the uh, Champions League. And you know, and a domino effect is the fact that they can um, recruit um, the better players, away players like Griezmann, and you know, like and actually um, strengthen their spine. So it was a very, very good time to play Man United. I think I can echo what Lee says. The first half was. Um, wasn't very good. In fact, it was. Uh, it just um, epitomises the decline of both uh, both the great clubs of English yeah. football. That Arsenal are in decline and Man United are in decline. And I think what it was is that it's another example where where Arsenal um, have a lot of possession, but they waste the first half, which is um, something we we're going to get on when we talk about Southampton game. Is that you, we don't we don't um, penetrate teams in the first half. The only time we uh, managed to penetrate um, Man United's defence was when um, Aaron Ramsey went close and there was a very good save by De Gea and then there was a shot from distance. Um, I think it was the Ox where De Gea's made a save, but it's, for the amount of possession we had, we should have we, we should have been more penetrating to the goal. But in the second half, I think um, it started off as a bit of a damn squib and then we got a lucky goal from um, Granite um, Shaka and then um, the floodgates open, we got a quick goal um, from Danny Welbeck, and then after that, we were able to close the game out because I think it was the new Arsenal that thought, you know what, we we managed to we are tuning up against the Jose Mourinho side. Let's not do anything stupid. Let's make ourselves difficult to beat. And I think, you know, it was very satisfying. But you know, somewhere in the back of my mind, I always got to think, you know what, we beat Man United, and it's great because it's our rivals. But we beat a Man United side that's in decline. We haven't beaten a very good Man United side, and we're a side ourselves are in decline as well. And we've got the same sort of situation where, you know, it may be not to no avail at the end of the season, obviously because of um, our, our results uh, previously, you know, um, away from home against Spurs and, this, and Crystal Palace, Watford, sorry, West Bromwich Abbey, obviously, where who knows the Champions League may be too late. But, you know, we've got to consolidate our season. You know, like I said, be professional for the next few games and, you know, enjoy what we've got. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Lee, I want to come back to you and I want to talk about Oxlade Chamberlain um, on Sunday. I put out a tweet that he was my man in a match on Sunday. Um, I thought he played really well. I thought he run at, you know, he run at, he run at the defence really well. He'd done his duties really well, defending, attacking. I think he's been rejuvenated since he's been playing in this right wing back position. Um, and I got, I got, I got abuse. Um, well, not abuse. That's probably some. Well, from some I did, yeah. From the others, gave me their, gave me their opinions on him. But um, to say that he he didn't play very well at all against Manchester United on Sunday. What what would you say about that? Well, they must have been watching a different game then. That's what I say to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, listen. Um, it wasn't. I, I thought. Probably uh, him and Ramsey were the only two that were probably on par in the first half. But it wasn't a great first half, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple of things in that game which uh, Chamberlain done really well. In the second half, you know, I, I thought he really took it to him. There were some lovely bits of play from him. What I like about Chamberlain is that he's prepared, even on um, yesterday's game and before he got injured, he's prepared to take the, um, the fall back on. Something looks like it's always going to happen with him at this moment in time. He's certainly um, uh, picked up his game. Um, and it's just not been on the wing-back position, if I'll be honest, um, 
Craig. I think he's played really well when he's played centrally as yeah. well. I, I think he's done really, really well. And um, as much as it was a great result yesterday, I, 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 I'm slightly, you know, down because I think he's probably going to miss another cup final now. And, you know, he's missed the last couple because of, of injuries. And it's a real shame, you know. And if anybody deserves to, to play in a cup final and do the business, it, it's him. It's, it's him. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it's not too bad. But if it is an hamstring injury, I can't see him being available for that. Um, and we can't take the risk, Craig, as well. That's it. Well, uh, I was watching Sky Sports today, and they, you know, Sky Sports are reporting that it, it's not as bad um, as first feared. But we've all heard that before. Yeah, uh, Santi Corzola. Santi Corzola was supposed to be out for three weeks. Yeah, he was only going to be out for three weeks. Yeah. I remember Wiltshire was going to be out for a month. It turned out to be six months. So yeah. I don't really believe in anything on our medical staff, if I'll be honest. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. But from from my point, he's been, you know, the whether he's been the best player that, uh, in the team over the last few months, I think that he has. But I also think he's been the most exciting player in the team over the last few months as well. Um, I, even yesterday, and he, I know he only had a little cameo, but every time he got the ball, he took the fullback on. And let's face it, Bartram's one of the best fullbacks in the country, Yeah, uh, if I'll be honest. And he, he, he was skinning him. Uh, he'd done it to uh, the left-back against Man United. There was a, a moment in that game when he left Wayne Rooney for dead. Left him for dead, and before Wayne Wayne Rooney got up, he was he was forty yards in front. <laughs> I know he's getting on Rooney, but Jesus Christ, to get up in that time is is either Chamberlain's fast or he, or, or Rooney's finished. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm very much in the in the boat that I, I think Chamberlain's doing real. I just think there's a little bit I don't know about it with Arsenal fans at the moment that if someone has a the, the reluctance to say if um, somebody's slagging off a Ramsey or or a Chamberlain or or a Walcott. Or Giroud, you could basically you can go through the old team. <laughs> I was just about to, or Bellerin, or Mustafi, uh, or Koscielny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if they've got, they've got to be in their bonnet that if they do have a good game, they're not prepared to say, hold their hands up and say, oh yeah, he's had a good game. Now he's, do you know what I mean? There's, there's no forgiveness in the Arsenal ranks at the moment. I like to think that uh, you know, if a player plays well, he plays well, and if he has a bad game, I'm prepared to do that. You know, uh, and and. I think that some people have just got it in for Chamberlain, like they've got it in for Ramsey, like they've got it in for Ozil. I'm going through the old team again. Not, but that's, how, that's, that's how it is. And, um, you know, instead of just saying, do you know, do you know what? Yeah, he, I, I was wrong about him. He's proving me wrong. I, I, I think as a supporter, I'd like to be proven wrong. Oh, absolutely. So do I. You know, I'd love to be proven wrong on, on Arsene Wenger. I'd love to be proven wrong on Mesut Ozil. Unfortunately, them... Sometimes you, you, you know it's not going to happen, but you know, uh, listen. And it football's a funny thing. Oliver Giroud has really got on my goat since the, the, the Spurs game, and, and I'll be honest with you, if I'd have seen him walking on the street uh, <laughs> doing his shopping, I, I would have I'd have crossed the road. I'm so annoyed with him, like you know what I mean. So uh, just as I say that, um, Celta Vico have just equalised. So there you go. So, oh, uh, game on. Game on. One more. One, one more. more. One more and I'm going to be jumping up and down. Oh. So, <laughs> one more and we'll be singing, fuck off, Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, it's, it's just, uh, I love it, life. That's what happens. So, yeah, so um, getting back to the main thing. But I would have, but with Oliver Giroud, he scored yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm back on his side. Do you know what I mean? It's a very, you know, football's very fickle, isn't it? You know, and... Um, but that's what it does to us, isn't it? It does, it does <laughs> do it yeah. to us. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, um, so, 
you know, get back to the Oxlade Chamberlain thing, you know, I, I can see why people are probably having a go because they don't really want to want to see him do well, if I if I'll be honest, and yeah. I, I can't get my head around that. Yeah, I can't either. Um, I, I've slagged off players in the past, but I like it when people serve me up humble pie. Um, I gladly eat it. You know, I like the taste of it. Um, I've had to eat a lot of it over the years, but um, I don't mind eating it. Kenny Ken, um, another player I wanted to talk about uh, from the last two games is: Are we? Are we now see? I know it's come a bit late. I'll, you know, I'll massively admit this. It's taken him a long time um, to settle in, longer than I thought, or longer than I would have liked. But I think Granite Xhaka is starting to show a bit of, you know, what he, what he can do at the moment. I thought he was great against Manchester United, and I mm. thought he was great yesterday, last night as well. He has a beautiful range of passing, um, pinpoint passing uh, from from distance, you know, and he's got a terrific, terrific shot on him. It's come a bit late, Kenny, but are we starting to see a bit of class from Granite Xhaka? Well, I think Granite Xhaka epitomises, um, um, you know, like I said, how a player can play if they have the right, if they play in the right system, or a system. And I'm talking about midfielders, as defenders, and our goalkeeper. Have you noticed that since we played a free, Petr Cech has been in imperious form. Yeah. Um, uh, Monreal is now looking apart as a, a defender. Kishelny's uh, improved. And Garrett Jack has improved. And I think what it is is that it's very hard, easy for an Arsenal player, especially a midfielder, a defender, and dare I say a goalkeeper, to look bad when we play a 4 4 2. And the reason why is because, because we're so open with the way we play in terms of like, you know, our fullbacks bombing on forwards. What happens is that there's a lot of gaps for the opposition to um, run into, especially when there's a turnover in opposition. So you'll find someone like Grant Jacker. Doing um, having to do defensive duties when he hasn't got the pace. And I'm not talking about the pace going forward, but I'm talking about pace and the retreat, which he's very bad at. So what you're going to see is a sliding tackle, a mid-side tackle, mm-hmm. and two block offences in a 4-4-2. Now, when we play in a five, Granit Saka has got, has got a platform to play well because what will happen is that we have defensive protection around him. Like, we have a, we have a three, we have win-backs, and when we don't have the ball... We, we played a Christmas tree formation. So, like, it's five, four, one. Then what will happen is that it gives Grant, it gives um, Grant Shacker some a bit of protection to do his work. Like, you look at the situation at Chelsea. Because Chelsea played um, three at the back and they played a Christmas tree friend, um, formation, when Fabregas is chosen ahead of Matic, what happens is that he has people to do his defensive work for him, which means he, he can play and do what he's paid for at Chelsea, i.e. play a, a deep-line midfielder or sometimes play a, just behind a, a front four. But his his role in the side is to create. And the same with Granit Xhaka. Because we're giving him protection with a Christmas tree formation, he is doing what we're paying him for, the long-range passing, the deep-line creativity. And it and that's and that's where, I suppose, grudgingly, our dear manager deserves a bit of credit. Because we're now seeing the best of Grant Shaka because we're giving them a platform to play. Yeah. And and it's and it's and it's just to stop Frank Shaka. It's Morales benefited. And I'll see um Petr Cech, a player that uh, a goalkeeper that I'm a big fan of. You know, like I said, again, he's not getting waves and waves of attack and pressure and pressure and pressure because he's getting the protection. You know, we mentioned the Ox again. We've 
we may have in Herf's something, i.e. a system that suits his um, talents because he's like got a lot of pace. He can stay out in that right wing. He can go up and down, and he can he can be one on one against um, his left back, which is where Ox is thrives. So, I think uh, um, Granite Shaka's improvement is down to the change in system and the fact that he's uh, given the protection and the platform to thrive. And I think that's that's has to be the way forward. But you know, I, I will add, we are going to talk about this later because uh, I know you said it's too late. Um, there are things that we're going to have to discuss about the way forward for Arsenal Football Club, and that it's going to involve um, Granite Shaka and the system that I think we should be playing. Perfect, Kenny. Beautifully summed up, mate. Beautifully summed up. Um, I will give Ben <laughs> again after the, the the last two. Well, it's not just the last two performances for this next player that I want to mention, but. Our Arsene Wenger has signed Rob Holding for 2.5 million. Is unbelievable business. Um, when you think that, what's his name? I've forgotten his name now. Stones. Yeah, John Stones went for 50. Um, deserves a lot of credit for that signing, Lee, doesn't he? Oh, without that. So this is what, um, again, I'm going to go back to the fickle, funny Arsenal fans. You know what I mean? I'm a critic of Arsene Wenger. I really am. But, if he does something well, I ain't afraid to say it. You no, know what I mean? I think he deserves massive credit for that. Sign, he does deserve yeah. massive credit for that. You know, who's ever done that um, has done a done a really good job. You know, um, I think he's the more I watch him play, the more I like him. I don't know about you guys, but he just, oh, uh, I think he's 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 set to be. You know, he's set to be an Arsenal great, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he's accomplished. He defends well, puts his foot in, doesn't he? I, I've, I've been more than impressed with him, if I'll be honest. And, um, you know, to get him for £2 million, well, you know, uh, it, it does um, it does embarrass Manchester City with John, with John Stones at £50 million, You know what I mean? Dear, oh dear. I know. But um, I, I, I think he's been fantastic there. And I think, you know, sometimes along where, you know, I think in the last two games, uh, uh, really, uh, I'm going to have to say this. Forget about Spurs game because we all want to forget about that anyway. But up until um, the Crystal Palace game, there's been a real turnaround of Arsenal. I think it, you know, it come to a head that game. Something's obviously been said and done, and we've reacted really well since that diabolical performance. So again, you'd have to take a little bit, of, give Arsenal Wenger a little bit of credit for that. And I'm not, I'm, I'm never going to say, you know, um, if Arsenal Wenger does well, I'm not going to going to appraise him because I will but you know if he does something wrong I'm going to criticise him I think that's fair fair, fair enough yeah fair enough isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly and I, I think uh, you know the last, listen I think it's four is it four games now we've kept clean sheets I, I, I will say this against um, Man United and, and also yesterday there was just one little incident in both games where the team could have scored but other than that I felt defensively we've been really comfortable and um uh, I think another person who's got to take a lot of praise is, is Petr Cech because I think that we've come into this system and he's really stepped up for me. He's played really, really well. He took the responsibility like he should do. I'm going to be the I'm going to be um, the the leader of the back three, if you like. And uh, I think he's been outstanding in the last three or four games um, since we've gone to that system as well. Yeah. I just think that. Um, with Arsene Wenger, he's got to take a little bit of credit for that as well. And to, to get Rob Holding for two million, I don't sit. I know it's fantastic, and I'm going to look at it on the other side here. It's fantastic work from Arsene Wenger, but surely the bloke at Bolton's been sacked. 
Surely. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say, Lee, that 2.5 million plus add-ons, mate. Um, I'd well, say I'd uh, say Bolton Wanderers stand to make a lot of money. I do too. Like I do too because he's you know, yeah, yeah because they're a smaller club and I, I never really liked Bolton in the day when Sam Allardyce was there. But I've got nothing against them if I'll be honest. Back up to the Championship now, of course. Yeah. So um, yeah, back up to the Championship. Yeah. So well done for that. And uh, I, I think I don't know about be a little bit fickle again. I, I quite like. Uh, Bolton there because they give us Rob Holding exactly you know I mean? yeah. how can you like, yeah, you know it's you know, like when you were like, at school when you fell out with someone and, and, and they said well look you, look you can take my you can take my new digital watch home for the night you can look after that for the night we're friends again yeah yeah we're friends again so Lee yeah. Lee likes Bolton now because they give us Rob Holding they give us Rob Holding that's fair enough that's fair enough Kenny let's move on to last night's result again First off, I want to go to sleep. Um, poor. Petter check yesterday for me, man of the match. Um, made some very, very important saves. You love a goalkeeper. I love a goalkeeper. I was a goalkeeper since the age of eight. I love a goalkeeper. Really? I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and and I'll, let you into an, I'll let you into another little secret as well. Kenny might know this, but I don't know if you know this. Oh, I, I, I do. I do know. I do know it. I, I, do. I, I used to play I, for Ipswich Town. Yeah, I heard back. Yeah. I heard your interview with um, you did an interview with um, one of the local um, like radios uh, in um, in Cork in Ireland. Yes, I did. I did. And I, uh, it was brilliant interview. It was like it was. A, it was. I was very fascinated how you first uh, came to Ireland, and I I just took a chance, and, and uh, you know it's been worked out for you. But I was very interested about. The fact that you um, you had the great Phil Parks as your uh, yes, goalkeeper. He, he was coach. my coach. Yeah, he was my coach. Great, great goalkeeper for West Ham, Queens Park Rangers, and he had a few caps for England as well. I'll tell you what, right? That bloke's hands were like garden shovels. Oh my god! They were like <laughs> garden shovels. I've never seen hands like it in my life. They were absolutely humongous. So yeah, now I'm going to blow my own trumpet a bit here. I used to play for Ipswich. I played for. Colchester United in a youth tournament. I played for Essex the County. I played for the Colchester District. I weren't too bad, Lee, mate. I weren't too bad. Lee, you oh, played like... professional football as well, didn't you? Oh, I did, like, yeah, I did. Yeah. So, um... Who did you play for? This is, new, this is news to me. This is news to me. Lee, I'm going to Google you, so don't, don't think you're going to get yeah, away with it. Yeah, don't think you're going to get away with it. You might as well tell no, us. No, 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 I, 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 I did do a little bit, you know, so... Um, Who'd you play for, Lee? Um, I, no, I, I'm Googling him, I'm Googling him no, right now. I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather not, I don't like to, to, to go on those sort of things. And, um, uh, Lee, who did you, you play I'm football for, Lee? The, the past is the past, you know, so... Uh, well, we did have conversations for all matches. And was I, it Spurs? It's a bloody Spurs, wasn't it? I ain't, I ain't saying nothing, like right? yeah, really you know, I'm trying to Google you, and all I've got is your Twitter handle. That's not yeah. fair. Get on this, yeah. Kenny. Lee played for the Arsenal Legends. Get on that. Yeah, see. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah, I played for them. You know, so I was rather. Did you play, I, I, did you play with Chris Ramsey? I bet you was a centre half, weren't you? Why would you think that? Why would you think I was a centre half? Don't you know? know. I just think you were. You're centre half. You wouldn't believe, right? I'm a cultured player, like you know. So, oh, he's a midfielder. Nah. Uh, uh, you like to tackle. You like to. You like. You like to tackle. Midfield tackle, mate. Uh, exactly right. I was. I was. A, I was a central midfield player. So uh... you, you were like. You were like Peter Reid. You were a Peter. Peter Reid. Oh, oh fucking yeah, hell! Yeah, I was a Peter Reid of the day. Like <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll take that. 
I'll take that. Peter night, Reed. You know, uh, yeah, Peter uh, Reed, the uh, Bolton Everton. Peter Reed is shit. Yeah. No, no, no. You heard so many Everton players to say. No, he's flat around. He was good. Yeah, that's that two sides. Shall I, shall I name drop here a player, player I played against? Yes. In, in, in a game. Go on then. I played. I've played against um, Graham Roberts once. Did you take oh him out. Did take, you take I him did out. Take, yeah, I did take I'm him go, out. I did take him out. I did take him out. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Google now because I want to find out who Graham Roberts played for. Because I played for Spurs, Chelsea, and Rangers. All right, Lee. Give us. I'll Lee, tell you, I, give I, us I, play, a... I played Graham Roberts. I tell you, we we played for Enfield. Okay, like we was a seventh Bristol then. Um, and we played uh, against him. He was coming to the end of his career. I think he was actually managing him or playing manager at the time. He's at Stevenish. Right, Lee, uh, let, just give us a clue then. Give us a clue. What What is the highest division you played in as a professional footballer? Um, I, I didn't play. I, I, I never made it. I, I never played like a uh, professional. I was only at youth, at youth level. Oh, right. So, okay. It was definitely so Spurs I, then, wasn't it? Because you won't say anything. So. <laughs> So I played. Uh, it was Spurs. It ain't hard to work out, is it? Really? You but I'm not fucking saying it. Like, dirty like, bastard. Like, well, no. Lee, Lee, you're from you're from a Spurs area like Chesham. That Chesham is a spur is a Spurs area. I, I, I'm assuming you're from there. Uh, oh well, yeah. Like Spurs, Ches- Spurs training ground was is in Chesham. Chesham, yeah. Oh, there you and go. Like, they 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 some of the roads after Spurs place. So I've got a good friend of mine I work for. She's a uh, she's from Wood Green. Um, but she moved to Chesham. She comes from a Spurs family, even though she claims not to like football. And her husband claims not to like football, even though they come from a Spurs family. And she was telling me about how uh, Sir Rose in Chesham are named after Spurs players. And I've got, you know, an old friend lives in Chesham as well. He's, uh, he's Arsenal, but, you know, it rigs the Spurs down there. Yeah, it <laughs> so, unfortunately, it does. I've got like, a few of my customers are um, Spurs players, like obviously. Uh, do, they know, do, they know you, do they know you've got an Arsenal fan TV? Yeah, like Ozzy Ardiles comes in my shop, um, and uh, he obviously knows that I'm an Arsenal man. Oh, this is uh, the next question, then, isn't it? Well, this is turning into um, let's interview Lee judges. What you've see, Ozzy Ardiles is a customer of yours. Yes. Uh, what does yeah. Ozzy Ardiles buy from you, Lee? He does. He, he gets his dry cleaning done from me, like that. He's dry cleaning. Yeah. Do you wear white yeah. fronts or boxer shorts? Uh, he doesn't like. Now I'll tell you a little. St- I've got two little stories I can tell you quickly. Like you know, go um, on then. Go Ricky for Felix it. Felix over here once, and he come in the shop with his um, with his uh, Spurs shirt that he won the FA Cup with in 1981. Two times you just used So I wipe my ass on it, but anyway, like um, <laughs> the uh, all the Spurs boys that I know all coming down the shop and having their photo done with it and all that like, you know, so I've done that so all my Spurs mates that were coming down, it was the actual shirt that he scored the actual winner in, you know, when he went through, yes was it against Man City Man City so, so uh, yeah, that was all, so all my Spurs mates were coming up and um, having his uh, having his Spurs shirt done, done so that was one little story and the other story I told you about the Graham Roberts one when I was playing against him um, I actually did smash him in the tackle. And, um, yeah, I thought I was very good at the time, but I was only about 19. And I thought, right, and, and for the rest of the game, I thought you know, I thought he was going to get up and say something like that. You know? And I always remember this. But he never said a word. He never said a word to me. And for the rest of the game, he, he never said nothing. And I didn't get another kick in the game because he just, I just was in my back of my mind, thinking he's going to do me. <laughs> but, but, he never, 
but he never did. You know, I mean, he just kept himself silent assassin. And I thought, you know what, that's the way to play football. You know, and and he got in my head without doing anything. And yeah. I always admired him for that, like you know. But I didn't like him. I've got another story. I've got another story about Graham Roberts. He's he's been on a blocking spree of Arsenal fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Blocks everyone because he, yeah, he's all the same, and he's like that other other Tottenham, that other ex Tottenham uh, player, Mickey Hazard. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think Mickey Hazard's a he's a London cabbie now, and he like he said um, he goes on about how he was in Spurs' greatest teams. Well, I've got a message for Mickey Hazard. Being a North Londoner, I look at Spurs' greatest teams. I'm sorry, Mickey, you weren't in them, mate. No, you're a poor man, not. Glenn Oddle. <laughs> yeah, Kenny, did you do any? Did you do anything? Was you nearly a professional footballer or wrestler no, or boxer? Not at all. Like, I was. I was in no. I, like I said, I, I was only played football as a hobby. But I, I ain't in the nail shop. But I was on the. Books no, you, of got you can't do that. All right, all right, all right, all right. I was on. <laughs> I was on the books of Dagenham and Redbridge in the night, in the nineties. And um, like I said, I had a trial, I had a few games, blah blah, and I just started playing non-league in um, East Ham United. But I, but the guy who, um, the, I'll tell you who, um, who had a look at me, and he was my childish. He's, um, I was introduced to him, and we shook hands, and um, I thought nothing on it. Then about twenty years later, I turned on Channel Four, and I saw his son, and I realised that I realised a family resemblance. It was um, Alan Carr's um, Alan Carr's dad, who was the oh, manager yeah. of Dagenham Regis there, and he's now a, he's now a um, scout of um, Newcastle United. His Graham Carr was the was the coach when I when I had my brief um, association. So like I said, uh, we all, we all got a name drop here and there, but yeah, so yeah. I was, I was so it's, um, it's always good to have a little name drop. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Anyway, I suppose we better, we, we we get about. We suppose we better see like that. Jesus Christ! Well, you asked me about Southampton about the game. I can't remember what and, what I was going to say uh, now. Yeah, well, what are you talking about? Southampton <laughs> right. again. Like the game against Southampton again. The first half, I think um, it's funny to say that because I was I was actually watching it on uh, American TV on my um, live media iPad, and it was like so. His commentary had. Um, uh, John Champion, very nice man of met, and he had uh, David Prusson. And during that first half, I thought that you know we made, even though we were a bit solid, I thought Southampton had the better chances of in terms of like um, I know Petrček made a save from um, Gabby Adeli close range, and he made that um, save from about thirty yards, um, a shot by a by a Redmond. <clears throat> you know, I thought you know it's another example where we had a lot of possession, but once again. We wasted the first half, and I thought, here we go again. Have we got a second gear in us? And um, second half, I thought uh, Southampton kind of helped us. And what I mean by helped us, is I felt, I thought, what's happening is that they they were very solid in the first half, but I thought because they had uh, went very close to the second half to go and, uh, a couple of goals up, I thought that they uh, tried to attack us in the first half. And when they tried to attack us, they left a lot of gaps. It'd be right, and I think that's where we exploited it. If you look at the first two goals, uh, both their goals, it was because Southampton were like lost the ball in you know, midfield, and then we managed to, you know, create those, those mm. both those chances from the transition, of you know transition. And I think you look at the first first goal, Grant Shaka passes to Ozil, Ozil uh, finds Sanchez in a bit of space. Sanchez, um, you know, like I said, shows a wonderful bit of skill. You know, like I said, uh, deceives his defenders. I think it was uh, Stevens he deceives and Yeshiva, both of them deceived them out of harm's way and puts the ball in there. 
And the second goal, again, it was a place that I was always involved in with Aaron Ramsey and uh, Giroud got a goal. And I think it's one of those games where I think um, in the last uh, 30 minutes where our quality kind of told. But again, <clears throat> with that sound of pessimistic and, um, and grateful, it does help that um, Southampton, I, in my opinion, are on their holiday. Yes, they're yeah, safe. Yeah. You know, like I said, um, they're, they're not going to finish as high as they did um, last season under the Koeman and previously under Pochettino. But, you know, they're, they're going to be playing Premier football next season. And it's one of those things where they haven't got anything to play for. And it's a good t- time to play teams like Southampton, in my opinion. Like, if we probably played them in February, where they're probably playing for, um, you know, like I said, um, maybe trying to get um, higher up in the table, it might have been a difficult fixture. So, again, playing Southampton where they've got nothing to play for and playing with um, our new system does make us solid and a very difficult beat. Absolutely, Ken. Lee, um, <coughs> I want to start some questions off on Twitter. And this one, <laughs> this geezer's, this fella's at gets me all the time. It's the best Arsenal at I've ever seen. Um, at Kiss My Arsenal. <laughs> he wants to know um, after Alexis Sanchez scored that goal yesterday um, the way he acknowledged the badge and the way he celebrated in front of you lot because you were there yesterday Lee obviously yeah. Um, yeah. do you think there's any chance he is staying or do you 100% think he's off well that's a good question I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest about this why would he do that we well, was actually saying it when he once it all calmed down coming home actually. Mm. Why would he start banging the badge like that, you know? Um uh it did seem like um it was a sign. What that sign is, I don't know. Like, you yeah, know is that, it a um, message, yeah. Is it it could know. be a message. I just, because why would he do it, you know? I will say this about Sanchez and um I was talking to um to, to my mate Tony and uh, my mate Stuart went yesterday he hadn't been for a while and he, he came down with us yesterday and he said doesn't matter how, what you think about Sanchez whether he's staying at, the work rate he puts in in the game is unbelievable he was on his feet at the end of that game and you can't help but admire him for that you know and, and I just think you know you see other players that are going to be leaving or whatever, you know, I'll give us one more year and they, 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 their body language seems to be going, what, what, you know, he is the ultimate professional. So it, there's no indication in, in his play, in his attitude or whatever, that that he wants to, whether you, you don't know whether he wants to stay or he wants to go. He was having a go at Bellerin because he didn't play a pass back. You could look at that and go, oh, why is he having a go at Bellerin? But I'll tell you what he did. He did have a go at Bellerin and Bellerin had a little go back at him and and Sanchez put his hand up, said, "Sorry, let's get on with it." I I I, I just think because he's this ultimate professional, you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. And um, but I, I do believe that, that that I think that if Arsenal were to sign the play, show the ambition, I really do believe that you know why would he want to leave Arsenal? I know that people you, we have this conversation. He, he plays every week. He's the superstar of the team. Um. If we just got in a couple more players, I think it probably would um, would stay. But definitely for me, all around us yesterday, a lot of people commenting about it, why he actually done that. He's not done that before. Why did he do it um, in that game there? And he was very much, if you see it when he does it, he was look, you know, waving his arms at all the fans, to, you know, um, 
I thought it was a very poignant moment, really, I'll be honest. I hope it's a hidden message, I really do. Yeah, I, 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 well, maybe we're looking too much into it, but I, maybe. I think there's stuff in it. Can I, just, can I just cut in there? Of course you can, Kenny. I was going to ask your opinion right. anyway. Go on. So, I've got an alternative view, and I'm going to be very pessimistic. And I think it's important for all Arsenal fans and the Sanchester footballer that Arsenal fans, Arsenal players, and everyone connected with Arsenal have to accept that we're going to be in, we're in transition now. And the transition starts from now. Now, Alexis Sanchez wants to stay at Arsenal. And he's really playing every week, but he wants to win trophies. Yes. Now, because we're in transition, we're not going to win the league next year. We're not going to win it a year afterwards. We're probably going to challenge for it in the, in the third year, whoever's the coach. Hopefully, it's a new coach. Because the thing we're asking to do is that we've got to change our own our whole DNA of how we play. We've got to start from the base at the back. You know, I said not just get the right centre-halves or the right goalies or the right defence midfielders or the right midfielders. We have to start from defence, like Spurs have, where the Potocino is that brilliant box. First thing, he, first thing, whenever you a big side and you want to win a title, the first thing you do, you don't buy a million-pound strikers or buy creative midfielders. You start in the back. You find a, you find a defensive system and you make yourselves difficult to beat. Because the team, invariably, that wins the league, lets the least goals in. And that's how Arsenal got to go if they want to win the Champions League and win the FA Cup. Sorry, win the Premier League. Now, of course, we're in transition. And because I think it's going to take two or three years. Has Alexis, got two, has Alexis Sanchez got two or three years to wait? I'm not convinced. Well, the only thing I'll say about that, Kenny, is we just don't know what's going to happen, do we? You don't know it's going to yeah. happen, but but I do get your point. Yes, I do. But, but but the thing about it is that Alexis Sanchez, when I was Alexis Sanchez, I'm going to win trophies, and I say it with a heavy heart. You've got to leave because we're not good. We can't play the Wenger ball or play the attacking football we've been playing before. We have to change our philosophy if we want to get back amongst winning the um, winning the Premiership and about doing well in Europe and even qualifying for the top four. Because you've got to realise now. There are four, six teams, top teams, and only four places. Mm. So if there's only four places, the teams that are going to score the team that are going to get the top four are the teams that are who are going to be a very strong defensively. And that's where Arsenal got to get to now. I know a lot of you, a lot of Arsenal fans like yourselves like attacking football, but look where it's got us. Over the years, we've gone into decline. Why have we gone into decline? Because defensively, we've been too open. Oh. Why do players like um, defenders who look good um, in other leagues, like Mustafi, Gabriel, Koscielny, when they're in other leagues, they come to Arsenal and we start criticising them and saying they're not good enough. The reason why we're saying they're not good enough is because we do not give them a platform to perform because we are too open, which means they are having to do two or three people's jobs. Now, for us to win trophies, we've got to sort our defence out first, which means there is no time for Alexis Sanchez to achieve his ambitions at Arsenal. So if I was Alexis Sanchez, I would leave Arsenal at the end of the season, and I can't see him staying or being patient. I have to be pessimistic. Got no, to be that's realistic. fine, Ken. It's, and, uh, as always, mate. Very, Sorry very, to say it, but that's, no. that's how I look at it. Very well. Very, that's the way forward. Very well explained, mate. I like it. Um, thanks for your question. Um, kiss my Arsenal. Hope you got a good... Some two good answers there. 
Um, let's go to the next one. So obviously there's a few, there's a couple of Venga ones here. Um, I just want to keep away from them for a second. Uh, this one comes in from Tony, um, and he's at he's quite good as well um, at Paddy's Pants. <laughs> at Paddy's Pants, <laughs> Jesus. Being Dennis Bergkamp's birthday week, having to choose one, who was better, Dennis Bergkamp or Thierry Henry? Lee judges, we'll come to you first. Good luck with that one, Lee. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good one, like no. Um, oh, that is a you know. If, if I'll be honest, it's a very difficult question because they're both different players. If, if you'll be honest about it, like you know, I, I would just say that, in my opinion, and I don't want to upset everybody here. In my opinion, I just think Dennis Burkamp's the best player that I've seen at Arsenal. So. If he's the best player I've seen at Arsenal, then he's better than Thierry Henry. Better than Thierry Henry, yeah. So I would, I would just say, um, he was a wonderful, wonderful footballer. Oh, Dennis Burke. stop! You know, um, we were lucky, very, very lucky, very fortunate to not have just just him, but Thierry Henry in the same side. You yeah. Know, uh, uh, if I'll be honest, I, 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 listen, I, I love Thierry Henry, what he'd done for Arsenal and everything there. But do you know what's just going to just sneak it for me a little bit? I just think that come at the end of it, Dennis Bergkamp was just a little bit more loyal as well. Yes. Yes. And Thierry decided to go to um, Barcelona and win a championship. Don't blame him for it. I'm not, having, I'm not saying that that's that. But I just think that Dennis Bergkamp probably could have gone uh, other places as well. Um, before anybody says anything, they might because of the flying thing. I don't know, but I just think that you know he found it. I found a home here. Yeah, and um, yeah, um, I'd say Dennis Burke. I'm with you on that one, mate. I love Thierry Henry. Don't get me wrong. Again, you know, I'm only going to repeat what you say. What Thierry Henry done for Arsenal was massive, and and what an absolute pleasure to be able to witness. Some of the goals Henri scored um, at Highbury, you know, the one that sticks in my mind is the one he scored against Spurs where he took it round nearly all of them and then proceeds to oh, run and slide on one. his knees in front of yeah. the Tottenham fans. I mean, absolutely amazing. That goal against Manchester United at Highbury where he flicked it up and volleyed it past Bartez. I mean, you, <laughs> absolute <laughs> magician of a man. But again, for me, Dennis Bergkamp. Greatest player ever to wear an Arsenal shirt, um, in my opinion. Again, so, so lucky to have signed him. Um, and I think there's a, I think I might be right in saying there's quite a funny story to this. that He actually made, or I think it was either someone from Spurs gave him a lift to Highbury. That's it, that's perceit. Or, or he actually, Spurs actually paid for his cab. Um, that's Manny Petit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it Petit? Oh, it were not Burkham. Oh, sorry. No. I thought it was no, Dennis Burkham. No, Dennis Burkham. His first meeting, um, basically, um, was he had a meeting with him right where he, he um, cut him up at a petrol station and um, parked his car the wrong way. And Ian Wright went to give him a bit of abuse, and he looked sad. And Ian Wright went up to him, Dennis Burkham. And then Dennis Burkham went, Ian Wright, and that's how Ian Wright found out that Arsenal signed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even a great story, that is. I thought I always thought the taxi one was Dennis Burkham. I stand corrected. Yeah. Kenny Ken, who who for you? Terry on real about Dennis Burkham. 
Uh, it's one of those questions where I, if anyone said to me, Thierry, I'll shake hands and I agree with you. If anyone said Dennis Bird, I agree with you. I can't split them because I think in terms of influences, they're, they're both fantastic players. Uh, both of them epitomise um, this Arsenal's successful years. Let me put it this but way, it turns- Kenny. Right, I'm going to I'm going to make it a little bit more a little bit more difficult for you. Right, thank you. Here comes the sucker punch. So Oof. we've so we we've all we've all done an Arsenal dream team, right? And we've all yeah. we've all they both get into it. No, 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 no. <laughs> one second, one second. Yeah. And we've all agreed that Ian Wright is one of the strikers. Right, we'll, we'll, and you've we'll got to put one. You've got to put one more in there. Well, the thing about it is that it's a difficult question because what people seem to forget that people talk about Henri's fantastic um, goals and his match-winning performances, especially at Highbury, and his uh, the fact that he, you know, consecutive seasons he scored twenty more goals in the Premiership. What people seem to forget about Henri, he actually was a great for assists as well. Yeah. And you know, I said he, he as many as many goals as he scored, he 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 had the assist king. But then you have got Dennis Burkamp. Oh, what vision! It's like Dennis Burkamp was kind of it was like you know when you're in a stadium, right? And you can when you're watching the game, you can actually see the movement before the player does. Yeah. Well, Dennis Burkamp, he had um, as um, Lee Dixon has said, it was like a, a player who was in the stands. You know, like you can see things before they can happen. And um, obviously, you know, 97, 98, you know, golden season, one, two and three, a match of the day. I mean, who, who does that? Yeah. I mean, the goal against Leicester. I mean, all three of those goals were, 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 were candidates for golden season anyway. And then you've got the goal in 2012. You mean, that, everyone says he didn't mean it. Come on, this is Danish Burkett. Yeah. We're talking about how he deceived um, Nikos Davis. Says, and um, put it... This is the um, Newcastle the goal, yeah? Newcastle in 2002. You could watch so, it over yeah, and over again. You could watch it again. But one thing I will say about Dennis Burkamp and Steel Re, uh, two things. One is that certain players suit certain clubs, and Dennis Burkamp was suited to Ajax and Arsenal because we both play in attacking football. He wasn't suited to the Italian game because it was more defensive when he was at Internazionale. And the same with Steel Re, he was suited to Monaco where he learnt his trade. And Arsenal played second football. Well, when he was at Juventus, they played him out of position. But one more thing about Dennis Burkamp, and I'm going to leave you with this. The key to Dennis Burkamp being an Arsenal great wasn't Arsene Wenger. He wasn't Bruce Rioch. Step forward to Tony Adams. When Tony Adams went, had a little word in his ear, and he went to Dennis Burkamp, he went, see, Dennis, uh, for a great player, you haven't won that much at Arsenal, have you? It's a shame that, you know, for a great player, that, you know, you, you know, like, you haven't won any, you, you ain't going to win many trophies. And he left him with that. That season, 97 98, we did the double. And I think that little, word, how to say it, the little G up for Tony Adams pretty helped. Help. So whenever um, Arsenal fans um, talk about Dennis Burkamp, I think they should um, raise a glass to Tony Adams' um, motivational speech. Because I think that unlocked the key for Dennis Burkamp. Because there were times when Dennis Burkamp first came, he struggled it. Uh, with, with our game, especially um, in his first season, because it took him a long while to score a goal. And his first goal was in uh, September against Southampton, if I remember right. What a goal it was. And two great goals. Post and think nice, And I think in the second season, he got a lot better because he had a great understanding of Ian Wright. But I think the best of Dennis Burkamp for me was the 97 98 season. And I think that the catalyst for that was the little pet talk from Sally Adams. So, Tony, 
I'll raise a glass to you. <laughs> but I still haven't asked you a question. I can't split them because for me, they're both influential. But if you ask me, I probably would say Tier or Ray. Okay. I think, it, I think you're right. It's just about opinion. It's just, it is. You know, it's your it's, your affiliation to them, isn't it? I mean, I, I think you're dead right on what they're saying. It's, yeah. it's, you can't split them, you know. Um, and and I, I totally agree. You know, there's there's an argument for both, aren't there? Really. I mean, Thierry Henry has given. I mean, this might make you laugh, but Thierry Henry's given me one of my best ever Arsenal moments, and that was when he scored against Leeds. And he came back and scored against Leeds. Oh, oh, oh. I was in the pub watching it. I went absolutely potty. Oh, I was in the stadium. I mean, it, the fact he came on was was enough for me. But it's just one of those things. You, who writes the scripts, eh? Yeah, I know. Like, who writes the scripts? But you see, the thing with bit Kenny, it was just rolling back the years, mate. He got the ball onto yeah. his right foot, far corner. You knew where it was going as soon as it left his foot. In bottom corner, mate. Oh, it's just rolling back the years, and I, I, I never forget it. I went absolutely, absolutely potty, and I've actually got um, a, a, a painting of him mm. reeling away from from that goal um, in celebration up on my wall. Actually, uh, it, it, it was just such a. People go on about you know winning trophies and stuff like that, but for me personally, it was just such an iconic Arsenal moment. Definitely, Do you know, definitely. I was just saying the best moment for me was the hat-trick against Liverpool. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I come away from that ground there absolutely um, uh, in awe yeah. of Thierry Henry that day. You know what I mean? It, it just... I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you know, there, there was probably better moments than Leeds, but just for me personally. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, it's just things that just go on there. But, you know, t- talking about that, Lee, it was like a great moment because it was actually on Good Friday. And it was three days after we had the... Uh, to this day, I do, yeah. can, can someone please tell me how we contrived to lose to Chelsea in 2004 Champions League quarterfinal when we had the Indian rubber sign over them? Cause, because if it remembers rightly, Thierry got taken off with about five minutes to go. And we thought it was an injury. And uh, three days later... You know, Liverpool go 2-1 up through Michael Owen, a goal which I thought was a bit offside. And then, well, what can I say, eh? What can I say? What can you say? And, you know, the worst thing about it, a couple of weeks later, against Leeds United, on a Friday, on a Friday, he did the same thing. Yeah, he got four, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, the reason why I remember that day is because... Um, I actually went to mass afterwards, the Good Friday mass, because the game was at twelve o'clock. To thank went, God, went, was it? To thank God for no, Thierry. No, to, no, to connect something for you, love. Because you know, I'm, I'm a Frisbee Park boy. The, the church, the, the church um, in Frisbee Park was set malitis and um, off Front Hill Road on Tollington Park off Front Hill Road. So it was a nice little walk after watching the, one of the greatest individual performances in an Arsenal shirt. So Absolutely. that's my memory of that day, Good Friday, two thousand and four. Paddy Pants, thank you very much for the question. Uh, Tony, uh, Tony M at Paddy Pants, thank you very much. Um, This next one comes in from Smith, and Smith has uh, been a follower now for quite a while. He he was one of uh, a good follower of the Guna Talk, um, probably still watches the Guna Talk, and uh, he's showing his support to us. So thank you, Smith. And this uh, this is the question. Can I ask the panel thoughts on Aaron Ramsey's performance in his new in this new system? Nice assist yesterday, plus made some very good forward runs, in his opinion. Lee, Aaron Ramsey, 
Um, wow, well. Is he starting to come good again, Lee? Well, he's looking like it. I think his last two games, I've, I've always, I've always been a big admirer of Aaron Ramsey, as you know. But I've just think he's always been injured a lot and not quite out. But he just seems to have just got that little bit of fitness back. And um, I, I think against Manchester United, I know that uh, he didn't do a lot, but from that run for the Ga- and the shot against the Gaia, just give them things to, to worry about. And what what he did, even in yesterday's game, he was. Uh, getting into the box, causing dangerous uh, situations, and it just opens up play a little bit more, gives us a different option. And I, I think he's done really, really well in the last two games. But my my big battle against Aaron is at the moment is he, he's got to do it for more than two games. It's we, we you know it's got to go on consistently now to the end of the season yeah. doing this without getting injured, doing what he's doing. But I, I, I've been very, very impressive in the last couple of games. I have to say, he's, he's, he's getting back to his best. He's, he's, he's not at his best, but he's certainly getting there. And um, I also think that um, his work rate to that is, has been exceptional. Uh, he's up and down. He makes tackles. Um, I, I've been very impressive with him in his last two games. So um, long may it continue. Kenny, let's come to you um, with a different question because I want to start moving through these others. We're going to yeah. run out of time. Um, thanks for that, Smith. Um, hope you, uh, Lee gave you a good answer there. This one comes in from uh, Ian. Thanks, Ian, for sending in your question. Again, another supporter, another good supporter of the podcast, always interacting with us. Um, Kenny, in the light of Arsene Wenger's, you know, we were going to come to it at, at some mm. point. Um, in the light of Arsene Wenger's recent comments, um, it's clear he has too much power. Do you see the board forcing him to relinquish his position at the club? Uh, very good question. Because it's something I've been talking about a lot. And I just I remember, again, um, watching um, NBC on the iPad. And Rebecca Lowe spoke to um, Neil Ashton. And that, that subject came up, you know, the situation about the director of football and the fact that there seems to be a power, a power struggle for the club. Because I think um, Ian's question is a very poignant because what I'm seeing now is, and I think which is clear to a lot of Arsenal fans, is that he hasn't signed a new contract. In fact, I don't think the one's on the table and nothing's been agreed because I think what's happened is that, you know, like the theme at Arsenal Football Club from now from next season is going to be transition, uh, transition period. I think one of the transitions are is that we have to lobotomise the way we play at the way our whole football enforcement philosophy and I'm talking about we now need a director of football. We now need to, um, you know, like I said, improve our scouting system across the across the board. We may have to look at new coaches and get uh, new coaches. And I think these are all things that are alien to Arsene Wenger. And I think the terms of his new contract will mean that he has to agree to all those things. Now, if he's openly saying that, openly being defiant, which he is being uh, quite a few times in his interviews, then there has to be a power struggle. And from where I'm looking from, the things I've heard, it's clear that there's problems between himself and um, Ivan Cassidis, who is who is um, supported by um, Harris, the ship's Keswick, and Josh Cronkier. They're very much pushing for this change, this transition, because they they finally realise that if Arsenal Football Club wants to make real money in terms of commercial um, gains, that Chelsea and Man City again, they have to be challenged for the title and have to be winning the title and winning in Europe. Now, the only way they can see that happening is 
if they look look at what City and Chelsea are doing, and for what you for what they're both doing, they're better run than Arsenal. They're better run clubs because they have people who have who do specific jobs like director of football, um, who who is in charge of players' contracts and player recruitment, and they and they get these deals done. It seems to me that. Arsene Wenger's the one who's doing all of these things. And it's just not acceptable because Arsene Wenger is the coach. He can't be doing all these jobs. So, in my opinion, there is a crux of the problem. If Arsene Wenger, for a man who loves control and has been given a lot of control, the only way for Arsene Wenger to stay, then these stipulations and the transition that's needed has to be abandoned. We have to, we have to go the, the same unsuccessful way we were going before. But there's, there's going to be a bit of a snag now. If he does agree to these new terms, he's made his position untenable. Yeah. Because interesting, because, you because think they, interesting, that, you think though, Kenny, that he hasn't signed the deal yet. He hasn't signed a deal. How can he sign it? How can how can you how can you talk? How can he be so openly defiant towards um, the suggestion of that director of football when this is this is how the club want to go forward? Good point. He, yeah. he, why would he sign a contract on stipulations he doesn't agree with? It doesn't make sense. All these people said, oh, we signed it, it's on two-year deals on the table. Wang on here. Surely these stipulations would have been in these contracts. He wouldn't have signed it because it'd be a fault to sign it. Yeah. And if he does sign it, because then, then I'll tell you one thing, he's going to be a laid that manager because what will happen? By Christmas, he'll be gone because... It, it's unworkable because what will happen is that you're going to have two different people having the ear of the owners and the chief CEO, which means both offices are going to brief, brief against each other. It's not going to work. All right? Arsene Wenger's had all his control. Now he's going to liaise with a director of football who is going to suggest that he changes the scouting system that Arsene Wenger's used for 20 years. And he's going to agree to this? Not convinced. Not convinced at all. I think what's happened is that the board, um, certain members of the board would like Arsene Wenger to you know, leave altogether, maybe give him a job upstairs. And the only snag, the only snag is um, Stan Kroenke, who's got very close ties with Arsene Wenger. And I believe that perhaps Arsene Wenger may go over his head because um, Stan Kroenke um, may feel that, you know what, things haven't been good this season. But in terms of the money that Arsene Wenger is bringing me in, in terms, through um, Champions League qualification, is it fair to sack him when, he's, when out of the 20 years he's only missed out once? Surely this man who's given me all this, who's given me all this success financially deserves to have another chance to get us, to get us back in the top four. Yeah, but I don't think Stan Kroenke, Stan Kroenke doesn't care whether we're well, in the yeah, top four or not. Yeah, but, yeah, but the thing is, people slag off Stan Kroenke and we've had another podcast. He's not should be slagged off at all, because what people need to realise, right? Ars- the way Arsenal is a self-funding club, yeah. Which which means we don't have to be like Chelsea and Man City or Man United because we we are cash rich. We've got manageable debt. We've got facilities and infrastructure that is the envy of the clubs in Europe. So we are in the right hand right process to proceed. And even more importantly than Stan Kroenke, he is the dream owner. You ask any manager in football what they would like. 
Grossly well saved. An owner that doesn't... But, yeah, 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 but money, money to spend and an owner that doesn't interfere. Yeah. Now, if you have money to spend, even an owner that doesn't interfere, that gives you the best tools to push through what you want to do and be successful. No manager wants to work under pressure. So, for Stan Kroenke, it's the perfect chairman for any manager. Unfortunately, what's happened is that Arsenal are in transition. Arsenal is behind other coaches to extent that Spurs have caught up with us on a football field and gone past us. And other clubs have gone past us as well, which means which makes winning the league doubly difficult and even qualifying the top four even more difficult, which means there is a process of change. And the board believe that behind the scenes, what's happened at other clubs like Tottenham, Man, not Tottenham, Man City and Chelsea, is that they've got a director of football as such and they've got they've changed their scouting system and their networks to get better players in so they've looked at other clubs and how they run and they want Arsenal to run like that unfortunately the stumbling block is our dear manager but but it's a it's a someone someone's going to lose their job and if it, if Arsenal doesn't lose his job then I think Casillas will have to walk away because you can't push through these changes and work and then not let um, not let them go through. Yeah. You, someone's going to be sacked. Yeah, someone's going to have to go. It's either going to have to be uh, Wenger or Gazidis. Ian, thank uh, you very much for the question. Um, we'll move on to the next one. Two more. This one comes in from Guna Man Slim. <laughs> Where do people get these names from? Brilliant, love it. Um, Lee. Would you would you finish out of the top four and lose the FA Cup if it guaranteed Wenger leaves? No, yeah. of course not. How can you say that? Yeah, I, mean, I, I love Andy; he's a nice guy. But come on, I think it's no. a bit of a trolley question because I, yeah. I've come to know Andy a lot as well through Twitter. Yeah. I think he's having a little little he's troll. Having with a us. stick at us there, like you know, you, you can't be. Listen, I, I, I'm. You know, it's it's like asking me to go all the way down Southampton yesterday and hoping that Arsenal lose. Yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. you can't be doing that. Yeah. And you know, forget about the manager. We, we've got to get into this thing now. You just got to forget about the manager. No one mentioned the manager, Craig, yesterday when we won. Yeah, we won yesterday. Coming out of the ground, everybody's happy. Everybody's laughing and joking. There's a bit of fun going back on the on the car on the way home. The reason is. Because Arsenal won one, yeah. you know what I mean. Like you know, we do silly little things in in when you go away from home and all that. Like from wearing different things, it's like I'll go. I know it sounds stupid. I just could check. Like I goes into we, 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 traffic and that was a nightmare yesterday. Coming in and out of that ground, we did we get home, couldn't get nothing to eat, and you do little silly things. Like I, I went into um into the, the sweet shop. Like you know, you've got the the bounty bars. You know, like the the blue ones with the um, or the red ones with the dark chocolate. Now, well, I don't. I don't, know, I don't stand, do the red ones. No, no. I I can't stand the dark chocolate ones. But you know, but I had to get me a little fix of coconut. So what I done right because they're red and white, I have to add that one. It's a stupid thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I won't have the blue and white ones, even though they're the better ones. They should change those wrappers round. I'm going to go about me and complain. <laughs> but you do these silly things, right? But. Do I moan about it? Do, 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 it don't matter. Arsenal have won. You just, it, you, you, we're having a laugh and just doing silly little things. But, but that 
Craig, that's what it comes down to. If yeah. Arsenal can't win the next few games, no one's going to mention about it. As soon as Arsenal lose, it'll all be ah, bloody Wenger and all that. I'm the same. We're all the same, yeah. We're all the same. We're, we're all like a little knee jerk. Of, of course. So now, like, you know, oh, the consolation is uh, we lose lose the FA Cup final at Wembley. And, um, oh, well, that's all great because Arsene Wenger might leave. You know, that, I'm going to be, if we lose to Chelsea in that Cup final at Wembley, I'm going to be in bits. I'm going to be pain. Yeah. In pain. I'm sorry. It's, 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 you've got to look at the bigger picture. It's about Arsenal winning games of football. And if Arsenal go on there on an, an unbeaten run and win 30 of their next games, Arsene Wenger will be loved again. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's about Arsenal winning games. And anybody that turns around and says, oh, I, I, listen, Craig, I can understand supporters not wanting to go at the minute. I've got a few of my mates that won't go while he's manager. I can understand that, but they're still watching it on Selly and hoping that Arsenal win. You can, I'm sorry, you can't be wanting them to lose because if you, if you want Arsenal to lose games, then you're not a, you're not a fan. I, I'm sorry, you're, you're not a fan. Absolutely not. And that's, that's it on that one. Let's move on to the last question. The last question comes in from the Guna Princess, Amanda. Um, Amanda. And she wants to know, when Did you she go get a cup final ticket, <laughs> <laughs> she wants to know when you two go and watch Arsenal, do you wear red pants? <laughs> well, you ask, I bet I'll answer that. <laughs> I have a I have a collection of um, boxer shorts of all colours, but I must say that I do not pay attention to the colour of the boxer shorts. But I do wear my um, Arsenal replica shirt, and sometimes it's red. And sometimes it could be blue or, or yellow, but underwear hasn't been consideration. But I know where you're going with this, Princess. You are you you. I think this that question may be directed to another member of our fan base, who is very high profile, but is not on social media, doesn't believe in it. But he is dressed to Arsenal um, um, from head to toe. Now we know that he wears Arsenal trainers. We know he wears <laughs> Arsenal headphones. We know he has an Arsenal cap, and we know we know he hates he hates getting it taken off. We were there, Lee, remember that at Chelsea's. We know he doesn't want anyone to touch his Arsenal hat. But the question I will ask him when I see him next time, if I bump into him in Holloway Road or Archway, I will ask him on behalf of um, the lovely Amanda if he does wear Arsenal underwear. I'm sure, but I must say that when I go to the Arsenal shop. I've never seen Arsenal underwear. I've seen Arsenal socks. I've seen Arsenal pyjamas. I've seen Arsenal baby clothes, but I've never seen Arsenal boxer shorts. But I'm sure they exist because my wife is a Leicester City fan and um, my mother-in-law thought it would be a good idea to get me um, Leicester City boxer shorts. They're in a drawer somewhere, but they'll never be worn. I don't have rubbish on my, on my, around my um, valuables, if you don't mind. But, Lee, what about you, Lee? Well, right, I can tell you this now. She's out of all the same heck, because she knows because we've had this conversation, like you know. So um, you don't wear Arsenal listen, pants, do you? I do not wear Arsenal pants. No, I do not like. But I do wear uh, red underwear when we when when Arsenal playing. I, I do. Yeah, I'm silly on little things. I'm, I'm I'm silly on things like um, you know. I won't. I won't um, say if um, Arsenal are playing. Uh, I don't know, like Norwich, for instance. I wouldn't wear nothing yellow. Do you know what I mean? Like um, if Arsenal are playing, if Chelsea are playing, 
I don't I don't wear anything blue, you know. But like um, I, I do like every Arsenal home game. I've got about uh, eight or nine pairs of different uh, makes of red pants, and I do uh, not pants boxers, uh, and I do wear them. So, Any Kelvin yeah. Kleins? Uh, no, I've got um, Ralph Lauren, Hugo Boss, Marks and Spencers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you stand uh, in front of the mirror and pretend you're Freddie Lundberg in your Hugo Boss one? Oh, yeah, I do. You know, um, or was that Kelvin Klein? I think it was. I don't know if he was Kelvin. I think he was Kelvin Klein when he did. Well, um, when Arsenal play, I wear my lucky thong. <laughs> it's yellow and blue, like the old away kit, and it's got a little bell on the end. Oh, oh my god! I say this is you know this is, uh, this is dedication, right? But it's yeah, great though because when Arsenal score and I'm jumping up and down and the bell rings, the kids the kids don't know where it's coming from. That's quite <laughs> funny. No, I tell you what though, it is funny when you should say for, oh, I I don't know about you guys, but I am superstitious on things like that. I know it don't make a difference, right? But I I I I I do sort of conscious what I, I wear at games. If say like instance. You know, I, I'll turn around and go, oh, um, oh, we won last this week, so I'm going to wear the same boxer shorts as I've done last the week before. It's, it's pathetic, I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I'll, you know, come cup final day, you know, we're going to torch because we've been in the torch the last few times and one game. It does, does it make a difference? <laughs> no, it don't. But like, you know, oh, no, we can't go anywhere else. We've got to go out the torch because yeah. we've won the last three times at Wembley. You know. Superstitions, well, eh? Superstitions. It don't mean nothing, but... Um, if I can help contribute to Arsenal winning a game, and if it means me wearing red boxers, I'm going to do it, Craig. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not I taking don't off my thong for no one. I don't care what boxers are. Except I wear, the wife, of course. But, but one thing is, is that Lee's got a point. I've got a as you can know, I've got a collection of replica shirts from going back to um, the last shirt we had at Highbury in 2006. So I don't like wearing the same Arsenal shirt at all and um, so I, I like to wear a different shirt the only thing you'll, you'll bet you're going to be seeing me when you see me in matches is probably the headphones and maybe that, that nice uh, fishing hat that Lee called, called you know the black um, <laughs> fishing hat because um, our good friend Lee Gunner and I know you're listening Lee Gunner he, he, when I was on um, a Guna talk I had my hat on and he wanted to know if I was going fishing Lee Lee Gunner I can't swim so there's hardly, I'm hardly going to go fishing, mate. <laughs> Lads, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you this evening. Um, Kenny, Ken, once again, thanks for coming back on. I enjoy um, myself. It's an honour to be in your programme. I've, I've, I've got a lot of respect for you, Craig. You've given me a chance. You you actually put put me on the map to a certain extent. I've been around for a while, but, you know, like I said, given these opportunities to you know, talk about my favourite subject, which is the football club that I love with a passion amongst fellow Gooners who love Arsenal. It was a privilege. And, you know, like, you know, I've known you for about a year, Lee, and it's been a pleasure as well. Like, yeah, it's been a pleasure to know you, Kenny. Yeah. Like, no. All yeah. through Craig, really. It's all for you, Craig. Yeah. I think you're... You, you think I'll, tell you I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm some man for one man, and I? Come on Craig, now. Craig, Craig, I must say, right, <laughs> I must say... A lot of with that bill. Can I just say something though? Um, inadvertently, you you have been you have put a lot of people on a spotlight, and um, a lot of people you know should be thankful for the fact that you gave them a platform last year, in terms of what you've done for them. Because there's been a lot of people who've been, 
someone are doing a talk and they're doing this and they've you know like they've their name has gone out and they've appeared on other uh, other um, fan and mediums and like and they 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 got you fat for that mate. When 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 do I become the superstar then? Craig, the thing about it is right. The thing about it is one thing I've learned in life, right? The star maker works works forever. The stars <laughs> fade away. So yeah, come go, come and go, come and go. Sure, but so you always be there, Craig. Oh, I, I'm a giver. You're a giver. I'm not a taker. <laughs> uh, takers, takers don't last, Craig. They yeah. have a shelf life, and someone else comes and takes their place. That's yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Lee Judge, it's a pleasure to speak to you again, my friend. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Kenny, always a pleasure. I would love. I'll see. I, I take it. I'll see you again because um, on uh, I'll see you on um, Tuesday. I won't be going to Skype because my wife is doing the uh, walk for breast cancer at Battersea. You know, the walk for life. Wow, so so that's a real good cause, though. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be I'll be supporting my wife, giving them massages, collecting them from um, Clapham Common at five o'clock in the early hours of Sunday morning. Put her in a bed, and she can sleep all day whilst I watch the football. Oh, I, I might, mean. I might see, I might see you Tuesday or not, but I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm in, I'm in the box on Tuesday, so uh, oh. yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, getting up there early, drinking all their beer. Yeah, you'll food. be drunk. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. Lee, 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 you do know you've got to wear a shirt and tie. Oh boy. Nah, you don't have to do that. I'm Lee Judges. Do what I like. <laughs> Remember, Craig, put him in his place. Remember, you created, you made him. I didn't make him. He, he made himself, mate. <laughs> that first, that first Arsenal fan T video. But I will, I will, I, I have to admit, the f- I'll tell you what, when I, I first I'll watched it, it, I was like, oh, I've got to get this geezer on the Guna Talk. This geezer is gold. Yeah, and, and it took a little while, didn't it? But we, but I, I managed to get on there. Grounded him I down. I grounded me down, and uh, now I'm going in the box. That's it. What, 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 what can I say? thank you very much everyone for listening um, remember to go and follow Kenny um, at Kenny Ken 1972 at Kenny Ken 1972 remember to go and follow Lee at Lee Mark Judges please follow the podcast account at same old AFC and if you want to follow my personal account um, where I can get a bit silly sometimes um, and lose the head a bit. You can come and follow me at Scotty Boy Guna. Thank you very much for listening. And until next week, up the Arsenal. Enough wrong with that. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.